0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I am your host, or hostess, and my name is Shelby Shear. (laughs) I just forgot my name. And I'm here with...
2: Um, oh, Jason Shear.
1: There we go. And uh, we're here, as promised, to discuss the post-event basketball event of the season that Jason attended in Glendale, Section 7 event. Um, there was a bunch of games that you watched this past weekend, babe. There was. Uh, we're going to jump right into it because there is some cool information coming. Is that a promise? You're shaking your head at me.
2: Yeah, everyone can see me. Okay. I'm yeah, ready to go focused. Rather. Okay.
1: He's in it. I'm promising you guys verbally that he's in it. Okay. First question is that Arizona offered two point guards. Who are they? And what can you tell us about each? Who?
2: <laughs> the first point guard that Arizona offered was D Dan Thomas or DJ Thomas Jr. Um, you know, he, he's an interesting prospect for a few reasons. Uh, you know, if you saw him on the court without seeing him play, the first thing that would stick out is you'd probably say to yourself he's he's a bit shorter. I um, mean, he's not like 5'6", but, you know, he's he's a shorter point guard. But when you watch him play, you would never notice it. Like, he he knows how to use his body. He's physical. Um, he actually has long arms. He's athletic. So he plays bigger than he really is. Uh, he may have been my favorite player that I watched this entire weekend. Um, not necessarily the the best player because there are some others that i watched at arizona maybe isn't recruiting um but he was my favorite because the way that he leads his team is really impressive and he defends uh you know he's gotten better as a shooter since i saw him last year he's trending in the right direction there he's not a drop dead shooter that's not his strength but he knows what to do and there were a couple plays where he actually posted up someone and fade away and would hit a jumper and it's like a guy his size shouldn't be able to do that effectively But he knows how to use his body really well and he's a leader um, He is a type of point guard where because of his size He's not going to the NBA early and if you get him you're probably getting a three or four year player um, I know you never know what these days of transfer portal and all that but you're getting a three to four Year player that is going to be a very good college point guard and watched him twice and said to myself, Arizona's offering him. And they did. I mean, it was a done deal. And he's going to get a lot of offers. UCLA offered him. Uh, anyone that was in attendance and watched him probably wants to offer him. Some schools probably won't because they, they're not going to land him. But he was clearly one of the you know top five guys I saw at the tournament. Again, UCLA offered. Arizona offered. He's going to get more. Arizona's actually been on him for quite a while. Um, they recruited him throughout all last season. So even though they're just offering now, this isn't a new recruitment at all. He already has a relationship with Arizona, with Tommy Lloyd, with Jack Murphy. So this is a, a very real recruitment uh, that Arizona is, is getting into. The second point guard is Zoom Diallo, completely different than DJ Thomas. Uh, and, and, and Zoom is 6'4", a legitimate 6'4". Maybe doesn't play with the same intensity as uh, DJ does. Um, not a bad thing. He's he's not like lackadaisical. It's just different kind of styles of play. Uh, Zoom probably has a better jump shot right now. Very smooth. And the thing that was impressive about Zoom was he really likes to defend. He likes to really get into the opposing point guard. And, you know, smart guy, leader, defensive player, um, long, athletic, you know, bigger. So the thing that's unique about him in Arizona offer two point guards. And as we know... Arizona usually picks like one player to recruit in the class. And the goal is to land both point guards. Now that's, there's, there's two things with that. Number one, they could absolutely play together because the zoom size at six, four, you could play him off the ball a little bit where it's a type of deal where the first guy that gets the ball is the one that brings it up. Um, you could easily do that. It's similar to the hack. What Arizona is probably going to do this season with Kirk Kresa and Courtney Ramey It's a similar situation. The second thing is, you know, they'll have Kylan Boswell on the roster. He's got nothing to worry about. But the reality of recruiting is, it's going to be really hard to land both point guards. It just is, because you know other schools will be using it against Arizona. So the goal is to land at least one of them. Uh, Arizona is probably in a good spot to do that. Uh, you know, they're actually one of the both the guys' earlier offers. Zoom is going to get a bunch of offers. He got... You know, I think three or four offers at the time of recording this. He's going to get three or four every day this week, probably. Um, you know, those are might be the two best point guards in the West in 2024. Um, and two of the best point guards in the country. So Arizona is going to recruit them both. I think it'll be in there for both guys until the end, to, to be honest with you. I don't see why not. Zoom said he wants to play at the highest level. DJ has been recruited by Arizona for a while now. His dad went to UNLV, but I think his recruitment will get bigger uh, than UNLV but those are the two guys that, that you know I don't unless they go national with 2024 uh, those are the clear targets at point guard moving forward for that class for Arizona
1: Zoom is a great name
2: it is and, and I don't know if there's
1: a better name for a basketball player it's a
2: nickname believe it or not my, my guy Bruce Pascoe asked if it was a nickname it is a nickname I don't remember the whole story to be honest with you but I'm calling him Zoom anyway Perfect. And what's great is Arizona Zoomed with Zoom to offer Zoom. Wow. Thank you.
1: Are you proud of yourself for that?
2: They did. They offered them by Zoom. They offer Zoom by Zoom.
1: All right. How very apropos. Anyway, next question. Cody Williams also received an offer. What can you tell us about his game and recruitment?
2: Shelby's laughing at me because I read out the questions and it said Cody Williams received an offer, an offer,
1: and I still read it right.
2: Remarkable, you're so talented. <laughs> so, as you guys know, Michael Luke he lies a lot, but uh, Michael. <laughs> last year, I saw Cody Williams at this event, and people were saying Arizona should offer, and other schools should offer, and and I didn't think they should. I didn't think he was good enough at the time. Watched him with Gilbert Perry a couple times throughout the year, and he wasn't good enough at the time as well. Um, Cody Williams you know in the last few weeks has really grown as a player he played very well in eybl and he played pretty well this past weekend he is a polarizing player i i I know the two travis Branham and eric bossy with 24 7 love him right talk to another guy that you know i'm not going to mention him by name probably doesn't want me to but um doesn't like him at all Doesn't you know in, in yeah, he, he he's still he, he's almost like he's, when you watch him, you're still kind of watching like it feels like you're watching a baby, like when you like a guy that's grown up and and learning how good he is. And I like Cody Williams, but I I understand the questions. And like when I sat there with Michael, I told him I go look. I would offer Cody Williams, but the people that wouldn't offer him, here's what they see. And so if you wouldn't offer him, it's because he's not an alpha. And when I explained it to like another you know twenty four seven guy. It, the answer was that's just not his game. But, like, there are a couple moments where, and, and throughout the high school player, like, he's clearly one, if not the best player in the state of Arizona. And sometimes you want him to say, you know what? I'm the best player in the state of Arizona. Let me show you why and dominate a game. And he hasn't really done that. He didn't really do that this past weekend. There was one sequence where the other team that they're playing started going a run and he rattled off a few, you know, consecutive points and was like, good, now let's keep that going. Um, but, He's got such a unique and versatile skill set for a guy his size that, you know, in-state kid, really good family. It makes sense for Arizona to offer him. I don't think you're offering him based on the player he is today. Like, I don't think he's going to come in as a freshman and be dominant. And the thing is, I I think his brother, Jalen, also adds to that, is that Jalen wasn't recruited out of high school, wound up at Santa Clara, and now he's a top 20 draft pick. And I think when you look at Cody, even though they're different type of players, you don't want to say to yourself, man, I don't want what happened to his brother to happen to us, right? Like, I don't want to not offer this kid, and then in three, four years, we're talking about him being an NBA lottery pick. And so I think that's also adding to the appeal of Williams. UCLA and Arizona offered him. uh, I get the offer, but again, it's more of a thing where you're going to see it pay off his second and third year of college. He's got to get stronger. He has a nice jump shot. The thing that impresses me the most is probably his ball handling and his passing. Uh, It's definitely advanced for a guy his age and his size. So the offer makes sense to me. But, you know, whether or not he has a successful college career will depend on a few things. Again, though, if I'm Arizona, uh, I'm offering him. You know, you got to think that, again, I've said this a million times. I'll say it again because people still ask me on the board. If Arizona offers a kid, it believes it can land him. So I'm of the impression that Arizona believes, obviously, that it can land him. UCLA offered, he's going to get more offers, but... Uh, another kid that I expect Arizona to be in there um, and, and recruit and, and have a good chance of landing.
1: Well, the potential for development for him, too, is pretty impressive. So I'm excited to see if he does because let's see what player he becomes. All right. Uh, are, are there any other players at the event that you could see Arizona offering?
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's there's a lot of younger players at these tournaments. I didn't get a chance to watch Elijah Williams. He's Monty Williams' kid. Just didn't get around to it. Tried to watch him in the first game. He didn't play for whatever reason. 2026, uh, Cameron Holmes, I watched him against Carter Bryant, um, who I should actually talk about in a minute, but uh, watched him uh, versus Carter Bryant. He played really well. 2026, um, you know, he he actually went back again. So he he's, you know, he's a true freshman now still young enough to be a freshman, but he's a guy I could see Arizona offering. Uh, the 2025 Riverside Poly guard, Braden Burries, had a really, really good first night. I believe an Arizona coach was in attendance. I think Jack Murphy was, he scored like 20, 25 points. and was really, really good. Uh, you don't offer a kid like that yet necessarily. I don't think Arizona's gonna offer him as a 2025 prospect, because as we know, there's, you know, Arizona just doesn't rush into things, but he's the guy that I think will wind up being good enough the only concern with him is that he's already big for a freshman. He's like six four, and he's pretty filled out physically. So you wonder what direction that's going go to go in and, and how much he's going to grow. But in terms of performance in front of the Arizona coaches, um, you know, that's a guy that performed well enough. And, you know, even though he has an offer, I figured I didn't write the question down. But, you know, Carter Bryant was the only younger guy in attendance with an offer uh, before the last 48 hours. And He's a guy the Arizona coaches watched, and, and I really like. 6'7", very fluid, needs to get stronger, needs to get a little bit more of that alpha dog mentality, but he's a guy where you could tell why Arizona made the decision to offer him, and the word coming out of the event was indeed that, uh, that Arizona's doing doing rather rather well with him.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
1: All right, well, uh, what about players the coaching staff watched and chose not to offer that you're surprised or intrigued about?
2: So, you know, there there's always a bunch of guys where you're going in the event and like on the first day, you, you look and you're like, okay, you know, these are the guys I gotta watch. And by the second day, you're not really watching them. And the thing is, Arizona actually moves pretty quickly with deciding whether or not it's going to offer a guy. So, like, kind of going down the line, for instance, Corona Centennial, power forward, Devin Williams. Arizona watched him a few times. I watched him. And what well, you got to go and think with a guy like this is, it's not necessarily is he good enough. It's is he good enough to play at Arizona. So, for instance, if you're looking at a 2023 big man, you're looking at your front court of Arizona. Well, you still have Umar Bala, probably. You still have uh, Henry Henry Vesart, probably. You still have Dylan Anderson. You know, maybe you get another European out there. Hint hint. You know? So is a guy like Devin Williams gonna be able to come in and play in the first two years? And if he's not, why are you giving him? You might as well just wait until 2024, you know, 25. And so while Devin Williams, uh, you know, I watched him one game and he wasn't good at all. He was playing like a three-man, he's not a three-man, couldn't hit a shot, just it was kind of whatever. I saw him one game and he played much better, he was a rebounder, solid defender. His frame is weird. It doesn't probably allow him to get that much bigger. So you're talking he's going to be 6'10", 220 in college. So you worry about him getting strong enough. I don't see him getting an Arizona offer. Great kid, great family. I know UCLA offered. But you're kind of looking at him and saying, you know what, maybe it's, you know, is he going to be able to play at the next level with Arizona with their front court? And the answer is probably not. Uh, Liam Campbell, another guy from a, I don't know why Idaho. know, uh, he played really well, but it's another thing, like he's a wing. So is he playing over Arizona's wings that's in the 2024 class? Probably not. Right. And he's a guy where I expect him to get more offers. I know Oregon is looking at him hard. UCLA is looking at him hard, you know, but if he, he's, he's not a great athlete, tough fundamental kid. But again, you look at him and you say, okay, you no, know, who's he playing over type of deal? Um, you know, there's, there's some other guys I think down the road can maybe get an offer. Elsie Harrington and Cade Bonham were good for St. John's Bosco, but they're 2025. So it's like, you know, they're not going to get an offer now anyway. Um, and so there's some younger guys that you kind of watch. But, uh, you know, in terms of the 2024, and even those guys aren't like, you know, out of the... Like a guy like Junie Mobley, let's talk about him, from Bishop Gorman. He's a 2024 point guard. I like him a lot. The problem that he has is that Zoom Diallo... And DJ Thomas happened to be on the west coast also and they're better than him but he is a pure shooter he might be he's one of the best shooters in the class Um, he's not really a what you would think of a typical point guard and because of that you know you kind of look at him and go all right he's too small to play shooting guard he's not necessarily that strong but man he can shoot and so he's going to wind up in like the Pac-12 or wind up at a really a, a solid school and probably have a nice career But when you're Arizona, he may not necessarily be the best fit. But he's a guy where I I think Arizona actually probably watches a little bit more down the road and and see how he develops. Because I like him. He's a pretty solid player.
1: Hasn't um, our fan base been clamoring for a pure shooter for a while?
2: Yeah, but the problem is like he's a pure shooting point guard. He's not really a passing type of guy. Huh. And so he's he's a he's a, he's a different type of player. I don't, I'm not comparing him to Steph it Curry. Just might not
1: be the best fit.
2: Right. Right.
1: With Arizona right now.
2: Like ASU offered. That's a great offer for ASU. Like ASU should be ecstatic. It's got to be a day. win-win. I yeah. mean, he's a, he's a good player, and and like you take a look at his offer list, like it's it's solid. Like he's he's not a bad player at all. I, I think I'm just I'm googling now. Like we have him listed as a point guard, which he is, but he's six foot one fifty, right? So he's got a. And he doesn't look like the type of guy that's growing, but we have him as the 48th best player in the nation. He has offers from ASU, UNLV, Creighton. He's a solid player. I like him. I just don't know if he's necessarily like a fit for what Arizona needs. And, and, he, and he's not better than DJ Thomas or Zoom Diallo, and he can't play the two because he's too small.
1: All right, well, that's fair. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All right, uh, what type of presence did Arizona have at the event? you've been to a lot of these events over the years and there are different strategies on how to handle prospects
2: right so there's two ways that coaching staffs go about this the first way is you have your select few players and those are the guys that you're watching the other way is we are going to watch as many players as we can and then figure out the rest from there arizona went with the more narrow approach of these are the guys we want we know we want DJ Thomas, we know we're probably going to offer him. We're going to every single one of his games, and they did, right? Devin Williams, we know we might offer him. Let's go to a couple of his games, maybe make a decision. If not, we'll go to all his games. Judy Mobley and then Bishop Gorman has a few other young players. We're going to go to his games, right? Carter Bryant, we offered him already every single one of his games. Tommy Lloyd, Alright, The funny thing was, Zoom Diallo and Carter Bryant pretty much played at the same time every game. And so tommy lloyd would either stand in between courts or watch one for a half and then go over to the other but it wasn't this type of deal where oh i heard there's this 2025 guy that's good let me go check him out they didn't really do that that's not really their strategy the only time they did that was with uh, a player named blake buchanan who's a uh, who's a big man from idaho i believe he is 2003 2003 good lord 2023 um lake city you know yeah it's 2023 he's literally like 20 minutes from gonzaga uh virginia leads for him they did check him out i believe tommy watched him i think arizona kind of watched him twice to see how good he was they're not going to move on him because of what i said before you look at your big men you look at if you can get involved in the recruitment and all that what is it going to turn out you know into but arizona has a select few guys that they make sure they're at every game And that's their strategy. The strategy isn't like, oh, we heard there's a really good 2026 guy. Let's send an assistant there. And so by the end of the event, it was like Arizona was going to offer DJ Thomas, four coaches watching DJ Thomas, four coaches watching Carter Bryant, four coaches watching Zoom Diallo. That's how it turned out. And if Zoom Diallo was playing and a 2025 guy that was young that might be good was playing, didn't matter. We're going to Zoom Diallo because we know we're offering him. And Arizona was front and center court. For each of their priorities, I mean UCLA had a couple guys. USC was super weird. Andy Enfield wasn't at the event. Uh, Mark Few wasn't at the event, which was super weird. Um, Enfield being not being at the event was strange, but uh, you know there were coaches that weren't at the event that probably should have been. It was kind of weird, but you know Tommy Lloyd was clearly there. Um, I think the only time he wasn't there was like he was late the first day and he came 20 minutes late because he was working out the guys which is a heck of a reason to be late. I'm working out my current, you know, team that was a one seed yeah, last year. I'm
1: day. being a coach right, right. now. Right, <laughs> so it, wasn't, it
2: was kind of like whatever. But um, they have, have a unique presence. Like, you know, I've, I've been a part of Arizona teams where it's like, we're going to see 100 guys today, and then we're going to narrow it down tomorrow. And Arizona didn't do that. They said we're recruiting these select few guys, and we're going to let them know that we want them.
1: I like the, the very laser-focused approach to yeah. that. It also makes your life easier because you're not running around like crazy.
2: It was really funny. Mike Luke pointed this out, and we actually joked around with Tommy about this, that Tommy, it appears that he's always on his phone, right? And this happens with most, most coaches. But you could be, like, talking to him about a game, and he'll tell you everything that just happened. It's like, how do you know that? You were just on your phone. Like, he's watching every single play, and, like, there's coaches that are watching every single play, smaller co- colleges that we saw an assistant taking notes, and they got other coaches that couldn't tell you who the hell they were watching. They were just there because other teams were. And what's funny is about this event so far is there's a bunch of schools that have offered guys. They weren't even at Section 7. Like, there's no way. Like, they didn't see the kid play. They're offering him because other schools are offering him, and they have, like, no chance of getting him. It's kind of funny.
1: Oh. All right. Well, finally, last question, just kind of a similar vein to what you were just saying. What are some of the rumors coming out of the event?
2: Um, I always like to, one of the cool things about this event is you talk to other coaches, you talk to analysts, you talk to, you know, food vendors. You see what's Very important. Yeah, $5 hot dogs at the event. Thoughts? Exactly. So, anyway. I
1: was like, what?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it was $5 hot dogs at the event. Cardinals hot dogs They're gonna be
1: the best hot dogs on earth.
2: No, five dollars is cheap for a sporting event show. Um, so there are a couple of things. Number one, the general consensus, and it's why I put in a crystal ball, Chubby. I know you did. For KJ Evans, is that it's it's very it would be a surprise if it's not Arizona. Oregon is probably running second, and I don't think there is a third. I think it's Arizona, and Oregon uh I don't think he's gonna drag out the decision. I think he's gonna have it by the end of the summer. And I'm saying right now, I would be surprised, and barring something dramatic, if it's not Arizona. And keep in mind, remember what I said earlier: like you got to think, is KJ Evans better than these other power forward that I'm recruiting? And if the answer is no, why would you offer a new power forward if you're Arizona? See what I'm see what I'm getting at here. So I think Arizona feels that they're also in a pretty good spot for KJ Evans. Uh, the other one was Stoyakovic, Andres Stoyakovic.
1: Great
2: name. To UCLA. I think that's pretty close to being done. Mick Cronin hired one of Paige's friends as an assistant coach. Good I mean still a legit coach, but you know, that general consensus there was that eventually it'll lead to Stoyakovich to um to UCLA. Uh Caleb Foster moving back on the West Coast to go to Sherman Oaks, Notre Dame means that there's gonna be some pressure, you know, going all across the country to Duke. Maybe that's something that, you know, comes up. But uh, I think for Arizona fans, what they care about is probably K.J. Evans to Arizona seems like it is a a likely scenario, barring something dramatic right now. But, you know, there's always kind of rumors and people talking and this and that. And this time of year now, you'll see a bunch of guys change AU teams. And it's always fun to see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much nothing crazy. And. Those are kind of the the two notes of the of the Pac-12.
1: Interesting. not So not juicy gossip here. It's just like
2: yeah.
1: simmering Look, any, rumors about other I put that in are, a, are sworn enemies.
2: Anytime I put in a crystal ball, the girls go crazy.
1: The girls, i.e. the boards? Girls
2: go crazy for my ball, Shelby. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> crystal balls. I'm wow. sorry. They better not be. Well, yeah, crystal. Anyway, balls. I hope you word. have
1: enjoyed our post-section seven podcast. Thank you. For representing Wildcat Authority, honey, and going up there this weekend. I know that it was a harrowing experience.
2: Yeah, I also want to give a, a shout out. Shelby didn't know if I was going to say this. I want to give a shout out to the Comfort and Sweets.
1: Oh, let's hear it. Why are you giving a shout out, babe?
2: Your boy got bed bugs. Okay. I got bit. <laughs>
1: got- to, to clarify, <laughs> before we go any further, there were bed bugs in his room, and he did get bit up, but. Basically, all the things that he had in Phoenix have been um, destroyed. So she Shelby nuts. said,
2: "What are you gonna do about it?" And I said, "I'm currently drowning myself in gasoline, and I'm gonna set myself on fire."
1: But long story short, they uh,
2: the three days
1: are jerks. There. Three days
2: later, they will not issue me a refund. They have to bring in the eco lab just in case quote you are lying or faked the video or put them there.
1: Right. <laughs> their their manager Julia. If anybody oh, wants man. to start calling the, the Comfort Inn in Glendale, no, don't do that. the manager Julia don't do is that. a very unkind person, and you know we're just not representatives. Don't call. Of we, just a her, we just wanted to shout.
2: We just wanted to shout her out. Don't don't be mean to her. But they're supposed to call me back with their test results tomorrow even though my legs test results are pretty clear.
1: Yeah, he was pretty uh, bit up on his lower back. But if you, I bet you
2: didn't know though, they moved me to the presidential suite. I bet you didn't know that Comfort Inn has a presidential suite. It's, it's, it's well, I don't know. It
1: was really classy until he had to go talk to management and ask for a refund. It's hard they, to sleep
2: in the same hotel. And
1: they, uh, and they basically kicked him out, so.
2: Shout out to the kid on Bishop Gorman that was like, are we being too loud? And I was like, no, I had bedbugs. And <laughs> I, <just walked> <laughs> I just walked away. I think I horrified him. But anyway.
1: But Jason doesn't have permanent bed bugs. He's fine. They're not in our home because everything, everything he's ever had has been eradicated. <laughs> <basically.
2: a> <laughs> I set it on fire.
1: And we're good. So it was all around great weekend for Jason. Yeah, really and good stuff. And a really super quiet weekend for me.
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: So it was a win-win, really. A win-win. So there you go. Bear down.
2: Appreciate you all for joining us. By the way, Shelby, when you stay in a hotel room with Michael Luke, you eat eat like a king. Really? Yeah. Taco Bell one night, Del Taco the next night.
1: Holy cow. What a palate.
2: Amazing. Remarkable. Five stars.
1: Michael Luke. Shout out to the
2: Comfort Suite bathrooms. (laughs)